It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. As Chancellor Rishi Sunak today unveiled measures aimed at easing the cost of living crisis, for many Londoners it's simply not enough. Inflation and spiking bills are heaping more misery on the capital's worst off, with charities saying it's at-risk women often suffering the most from the economic fallout. It comes amid an increase in women sleeping rough in central London during the pandemic, when the number of male rough sleepers actually reduced. Luckily, extra help from new specialist services is at hand. With funding from the Evening Standards Homeless Appeal, the Women's Development Unit run through Solace Women's Aid and the Connection at St Martin's is helping more female clients than ever. We caught up with Eleanor Greenhalge, who's the unit's manager. Eleanor, what's your view on today's spring statement? Whilst we recognise there's the cut in the field duty the next year, cut in income tax, rising the threshold for national insurance contributions, these are not the most effective ways to support those at the sharpest end of the crisis. We think there are ways to do that, and for example, strengthening the social security system, and also lift the benefit cap, which disproportionately impacts women with children and makes them more vulnerable to abuse and homelessness, restoring the universal credit uplift and increasing all of the benefits in line with inflation as well. Are you seeing any link between the cost of living crisis and demand for your services? I think we've yet to see the full impact of economic precarity that's happened during the pandemic as well. And this is obviously going to get even worse with the cost of living crisis. So I think we're still yet to see the full impact of that in terms of services and homelessness. We know that women in particular are more at risk for um, impact on economic precarity and cost of living crisis. For example, women are more likely to be impacted by cuts to welfare. They're more likely to be in unpaid roles, for example, caring roles, and therefore more reliant on support systems. They've already been harder hit by austerity, let alone the pandemic and the cost of living crisis. And getting into debt for everyday necessities is much more likely for women. So they're going to be harder hit by poverty anyway. But this particularly creates a very dangerous situation for women who are already homeless or at risk or getting on the brink of homelessness or maybe pushed into homelessness more due to the effects on their income and lack of income or inability to meet their needs, uh, basic needs in terms of accommodation. They may lose sources of income, their sources of income may reduce and so on. And it also exacerbates related factors as well, for example, mental health, which can also push people into homelessness too. Eleanor, how did you see demand increase over the pandemic? We saw 117% rise in calls to our advice line, which is obviously a huge number and a huge change. And I worked on that advice line myself in that time, and it was 
is noticeable the increased complexity of the calls and the numbers of women who were, instead of calling to get some advice before they took a decision about, for example, needing to leave, they were maybe at that exact point where they needed to leave right away or they were already homeless and maybe already rough sleeping as well. So the numbers of women who are fleeing violence and having housing needs are very high, but are also significantly increased and the complexity of need really increased over the pandemic. Could you tell us about some of the specific services you've developed for your clients? We've developed a new women's space that started in the last couple of months. So we're based in Westminster and that women's space is open every Wednesday. for any women in Westminster who are experiencing or at risk of rough sleeping so that they can come have a space to have showers, uh, do their laundry, have some food, speak to a caseworker or just sit and be, have a space where they feel safe and there's no pressure on them to be anywhere or do anything. And how has the Standards Appeal funding helped you establish the Women's Development Unit? The Women's Development Unit was set up and funded very kindly through support from Evening Standard Readers um, and the Homeless Fund a couple of years ago, which a lot of them uh, funding for which went to developing support for women experiencing homelessness. So what we've known from research and experiences of services over the last many years is that women's homelessness is a bit different to the way that men experience homelessness and that our services often aren't really accounting for that. And there's also the factor that a lot of women don't feel comfortable accessing services that are often male dominated and often designed around kind of men's needs. How would you describe the need for safe spaces for women? We find that our services, often women make up a smaller number of the overall number often because they might not feel safe there because a lot of men will be accessing the service because absolutely they need the service but unfortunately that can mean that women quite feel quite intimidated going to them but what overall there has been kind of an increase women were sleeping in the last couple of years for example in Westminster is from 2019 to 2020 whilst the number of men were sleeping went down in Westminster the number of women actually went up it's quite an interesting trend to see so women's homelessness are uh, in terms of rough sleeping figures, normally sits at about 15% of the total. But in 2020, that rose to about 22-23%. And again, it's really hard to see that as just a kind of a one-off figure. One reason for that could be that women didn't feel they could access the services that were delivered during the pandemic. Could you describe some of the specific challenges faced by women who find themselves experiencing homelessness? Yeah, so of course there are really specific needs that apply to women as well, and that can be experiencing periods while homelessness. But actually the stress of rough sleeping can mean that women actually stop being on their period at all because of the stress of the situation. So it's, it's clearly having a big impact on women's bodies. And also women can experience pregnancy when they are rough sleeping or similar, um, which obviously needs very specific support and can be a huge risk to them themselves and to any children as well. And women actually also have experiences of having children removed from their care sometimes, and that can be a factor in them becoming homeless as well, and can often be very, very closely linked to experiences of violence and abuse. But these are all quite specific experiences for women that often aren't really met as standard by services because we're not thinking about these specific women's needs as well. And finally, Eleanor, thanks very much for your time. Could you share with us any success stories that stick in your mind? We had a woman, Victoria, who had really difficult experiences when she was younger, was living in care and began using substances at a very young age and had early pregnancies and so on, which meant it was really difficult for her to sustain accommodation, sustain the support that she needed. And she experienced a huge amount of abuse and violence from various partners who stayed with her for a long time. They would periodically make her leave the accommodation so she'd be moving between rough sleeping and staying outside on the streets and different experiences like that and staying with 
other people and then going back to the property where she experienced a lot of abuse from the partner. And those cycles continued and continued for years with her experiencing increasing violence, increasing mental health needs. The trauma continues to build up with that. She was finding it very difficult to get support from all sorts of different agencies that she needed. But eventually she was referred to our WISER service, which has been set up in the last couple of years. And the advocate was able to support her with housing and do so in her own time, support her kind of very gently over a long period of time and at her own pace so that she felt that she was cared for, she felt she was supported. And eventually she was able to find her own place. She's now very settled and has even begun to to start reporting incidents of violence from her partner to the police, which is an enormous step forward for many women. There's more news in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Wednesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.